0: Feel like I'm kind of intrude when I come down here. Brother Nevelson is just uh, so much hospitality. He says, now, Brother Ram comes to the platform with the word and something like that. And you know, I kind of feel like or to listen to him a while. So when I come back tonight, well, I'm going to won't listen to him. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to forewarn that. <laughs> I trust everybody's feeling good. And you look well, and so I'm thankful for that. Now, it's a bad day outside, but it's nice and warm here in the tabernacle, and uh, we're thankful for this little old roof and its four walls here that we gather in, and a nice warm place to worship the Lord. It may not be just as um, as sufficient, maybe, a place to worship as they have at other places, but the presence of the Holy Spirit is always what we go to, is to find uh, His presence, what brings it to our our soul. Yeah. Now, as the brother said, this is a bad day and very slick on the road. Billy and I back there just drove 900 miles of slick road and it's just about 12, to 15, not over 30 miles an hour at any time. It's moving along di- buses and ditches and things. So we know it's awful hard driving these times. So now, just a little group of you, if you want to move forward, why, well, wherever you can hear good, well, that's, that's perfectly all right. Now, last evening, I I would have uh, was pretty busy and I would have called Brother Neville to tell him at a, uh, for his broadcast and so forth. We'd come in this morning and have prayer for the sick and so forth but I didn't get to, to get to him because i have been very, very busy since i come back and fixed to leave again now for Chicago for the meetings there and we go on to Phoenix and the West Coast. Now, we had a wonderful meeting in Bem, Bem, Bemington, New York. I can't pronounce that B-I-N-G-H-A-M-T-O-N it's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-T-O-N Binghamton, I, and it's a—I want to pronounce it Binghamton, B-I-N-G-H-A-M-T-O-N. See Binghamton, but it's just called Binghamton. You're right, Brother Johnny. Boy, is that right? Well, that's fine. We was at the Andy Cott Auditorium. Yeah, you know right at that in the Johnson City. Had a certainly a marvelous meeting up there. Just to jump right in quickly, you know, and. And no preparation. They just call me one day, and all those places to go to, yet the Holy Spirit said, go up there. And I've seen what it was. It was among a group, lots of Catholic people in there and so forth, and it certainly was a great opener up to those people. And now they're just enough up there about six, seven nights, so they're just hungering and thirsting, and, and they're wanting to set up a meeting or put a tent up and come back <laughs> You know how it is. So I told them either I'd come up or either some of my brethren, Brother Beeler or some of the rest of them that wanted to go up or a meeting sometime with them up there. Now, very much led of course always my heart still burns for overseas. I just wish somehow I'd acted a service this yeah. morning I'm leaving for Africa, India somewhere, to see that the great need of the peoples in that country and how they are so loving and want to receive the gospel so bad. You know, they're they don't have the differences that we have here, you know, to you know, argue about little yeah, different things. They they, they just want to hear about the Lord Jesus. and that's the kind of people you like like to to take them the message and that simplicity of it like that. Well, that makes them just uh, uh, they just love it. And no matter what you say, if there's something about the Lord, they want to know about it right quick. Amen. And um, of course, here in America, we all are different from one another. And it's what we call splitting hairs, <laughs> something like that. But by the way, I got several calls and pastors just tell me, about a, some brother wrote a book and it kind of uh, give me a little raking over the coals. Now, that's all right. I, I don't know the brother and he don't know me. <laughs> that's okay. He's perhaps a good brother and um, just misunderstanding, you know. You know how man... You can easily get that, you know, just kind of misunderstood. But uh, uh, we believe in divine healing and praying for the sick. perhaps brother does too, but just, uh, you know how it is, they just get little... Misunderstandings like that. I've never met the dear brother. If I talked to him and he talked to me, we'd probably love one another. You see, so don't make any difference. So Amen. now, um, so now uh, in the Gospels, we want to turn to read a little this morning. How the the word? Don't you like the word? That's, that's it. Now, over in, we've been in the tenth chapter for the last four or five months, I believe, and. So I started this morning, I thought, well, now, what if Brother Neville would call on me to say something this morning? Where would I leave off in the 10th chapter? I got looking, and I finished up the 10th chapter after several months. So I said, well, I'll start the 11th chapter. I have to look there, and that's one of my favorite shows faith. I said, no, i want to start there. Oh, I'll be in there for two years. He's <laughs> one of those there, uh, heroes of faith, you know, how we'd, to take that 11th chapter to justify it. We'd have to go back and get the beginning of creation and bring that down. That'd take a couple, three weeks. And then over Enoch, you know, how he walked with the Lord, that'd take quite a few weeks. You know, to get out of them two verses. And then here comes Noah after that and then Abraham and on down. Oh, my. We'd never get over on Abraham. It'd just, it's just hard to tell how long we would be in that. We'd be combing it back and forth and back and forth. And uh, so... Um, on a subject like that there ought to be sometime when we're having a revival in a series of subjects like that. Just keep carrying the eleventh chapter. Or so I thought, well, we went over and I started the first chapter, that sounds pretty good. I like Hebrew teaching because it's a, it's deep and rich and I, I'm yeah, sure right. we all love that. So I thought we'd just read a little out of the seventh chapter maybe this morning, if you will, and turn to it. Yeah. And we'll give a little basic background of our talk and and we'll start part of the few verses in the sixth. There, it kind of blends in with it because it's pertaining to a great uh, subject of Melchizedek, the King of Salem, and uh, who he was and what relation he was to Christ. And and he had no father, no mother, no beginning of days, no ending of life. He never had a beginning. He never did begin. and He never will end. He never had a father or mother, no descent, and he, he was the king of Salem. I wonder who this was that Abraham met. When he met. Now we'll back a little while, but now we've turned the pages down like this, see. But there's only one who can open it up. And that's the Lord Jesus, isn't that right? No one in heaven or in earth beneath the earth was able or worthy to open the book or to loose the seals thereof. But when Jesus came, he taken the book out of the right hand, of God's hand, and tuck the book and loose the seals and sit down at the right hand of God. And, and there is only one who's able to do it. So now, if he's the only one who can do it, uh, my ideas will go, oh, maybe a million miles off. And somebody else's ideas will go way well, off. But we'll trust that he'll just take let, let his ideas be ours this morning. Is yeah. that right? And then we'll do the best we can, I will, to explain it the best that I know how. Now, it's not pre studied. Just absolutely. we just come up here and open up the Word. and used to be when we would come and have these lessons, we'd, we'd premeditate on them for the week to come, run a series. And I'd have scriptures wrote out of every word through the scriptures, every little thing that I could through the week. I'd go in the room and sit there and and study and meditate and, and on the Word. And as the Holy Spirit would give me something, I'd, I'd write it down. And I'd start to think again and write it down, whatever He'd tell me. Then on Sunday, i come over here and have sheets of paper laying all over the... And you'd have to have a tablet out there to keep up with it or right. hide it out. And when you get the Scriptures then through the week, the people study that and compound it together. And there's such... is a, a text, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but the context is what makes the text amazing, right. I see? That it's the context of the text. So, in this, we, we, today we just come in and wherever, just, just let it go for a little while and trust the Lord to help us. Now... Shall we bow our heads. Now, our kind Heavenly Father, we are grateful for all that Thou hast done, especially, Lord, for forgiving our sins, keeping sickness and afflictions away from our doors. We're so happy for that. And the privilege that we have together here in the house of God on this winter morning to worship Thee and the beauty of Thy holiness. Oh, how we love Thee knowing that Thou hast washed us by Thy own blood and has presented us before God faultless, blameless, as new creatures in Christ Jesus, looking for the time to come that one will see Him as He is and have a body like His. Oh, we long for that hour. And now as we've gathered today, we thank Thee that Thou hast given us a safe trip up to New York and back. Thank You for being with the church while here. And many of the things, all oh, thousands of those great blessings that we have to thank you for. And thou knowest all of them and we bow to give praise to thee. Take the word this morning, Father. Bless it now. Bless the church. Bless the pastor. God be with him and all. Oh, God, just make him a blessing to thousands. The deacons of the church, the trustees, the members, the laity, all. Just be with them, Father. The Sunday school teachers out there at the little fellow be with them and may their little hearts just burn this morning uh, with the love of God help us likewise in the church and when we leave may we say like those who came from Emmaus did not our hearts burn within us when he talked to us along the road or we asked it in his name Amen Thank you. now in the Hebrew letter and here are, I squint a lot under this light and because I'm not a boy anymore, you know. <laughs> I'm getting to be an old man. And uh, here some time ago I was going to have some colored glasses made to reflect the snow. I was going on a trip to Africa. And uh, well, I, I t- beg, beg your pardon. I was going up in Maine or up in uh, Canada hunting. And the reflected the snow, you had to wear glasses because the sun came out just blind you. It's like your eyes get real sore and you have to hold your head down, and try to walk looking down like this and it hurts. So every time I put on a pair of any kind of sunglasses, it just made me so sick I couldn't hardly hold my head up. And it uh, always was that way. So I called Dr. Adair and I said, What kind of a color would I use? I said, i tried try green, blue, and black. He said, Billy, it's not the glass, it's your eyes. I said, You're past 40. He said, Yes. I said, well, boy. That old eyes going bad? I said, No, I got good eyes. I said, oh. I. He said, Oh, I said, Oh yes, I can. So he sent me over the river to have my eyes examined as some specialist. I seen that was the Lord's will, cause the man was a renowned Christian, and and he wants to go to Africa with me when I go again. One of the best eye doctors in Louisville, in the great Abraham Building there. So when um, he examined my eyes, and my eyes, he tucked me in a little room and turned on a thing where it was dark, and let me sit there a little bit, to my eyes dilated to it. And so then uh, he turned on a little thing and said, 2020, well, I could read out of each eye. He turned it on again and said, 1515, I could read out of each eye. He turned it on again and said, 1010, I could read out of each eye. So that was, that's all far he had to go. <laughs> I could read it anywhere. So then he... Then he said, uh, then he put on a little thing like this into a little card and started bringing it to me like this when he got right like this. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, well, you're a past forty. I said, yes. So, uh, he said, you got good eyes, but a man or any human being, a past forty, your eyeballs actually get flat like your hair gets gray. It's just a natural thing. And said, when it gets flat, they just won't dilate like they should like that. He said, anything close to your eyeballs flattening won't dilate out and let you see anything. He said, Sooner or later, when you get close, that you'll have to get you a pair of specs and read it, read it down. I said, oh, my doctor. <laughs> and I take it off this far away from me. It's perfect. So when it gets up like this,
1: uh-uh.
0: <laughs> and so I have to kind of move it back a little bit. And i tell Brother Devil about it. Brother Devil said, yes, yeah, so but that's why you keep running on out right out to your arm ain't long enough to reach it. No, <laughs> so, I'm... Um, I'm grateful for good eyes, though, and I, anywhere out my, I could I almost see a hair laying over the bench down there somewhere. It's, just, it's real good that way, but just getting old. <laughs> so I'm getting older here, but younger there. You see that? <laughs> so some glorious day, oh, the Lord Jesus will come, and all that we were when we were our best, we will be again forever. Amen. Only death set into this. Death setting to put that gray hair in your head, death setting to put that wrinkles in your face, but he can only take you. That's all. Then in the restoration, what you was at your best before death ever touched you, when he's about 21, 22, that's what you'll be in the resurrection. I prove yeah, right. that to the scripture, yeah. and that just makes us so happy to know that no matter what comes or what goes, doesn't make any difference anyhow, because we're coming right back again, new yeah. and over again. And now. The book of Hebrews is the book that we believe that Paul wrote. No no record to show that he did write it, but we believe that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews because it was uh, sounds like Paul's writing. And most of the theologians believe that it was Paul's writing also. But whoever it was, what writer wrote it, it's certainly a masterpiece
1: and is
0: inspired and joins in with the rest of the Bible. And it's bringing all the shadows and being myself uneducated, illiterate, I have to entirely take and make myself a typologist in order to know that I have got the truth of the Word. For i always look back in the Old Testament. Now, there's some of the folks sitting here, three or four of them. It's been here since the church has, I suppose, 20-something years when I was first ordained. And then... all along, I've always tried to make a, a swatch of the types. In other words, if I never did see the sun and I've seen what the moon did, throw light on the earth and so forth like that and it shined down from the heavens, I'd have some conception of what the sun would be when it did go to shining because it, I've looked at the moon, it's a reflection of the sun. Well, all the old things of the Old Testament under the law were just a type or a reflection of what it is in the gospel. So if you know the Old Testament, you can have a pretty good idea what the New Testament is. Because, and now Paul's giving the same thing here in the book of Hebrews. He's showing what the Old Testament was and type. The New Testament is an anti-type. Everybody believes that, don't you? That's how I believe in divine healing so strongly. Because that in the Old Testament, divine healing was then. And if the, we have something much better... If the Old Testament produced divine healing under that little thing, and only thing the New Testament is is something way more and far better, what has the New Testament got in divine healing? Oh, it's got much Amen. more. See? For the New Testament is better things, says Paul here in the Hebrews. The Old Testament produced, oh, it was all right, like if I'm walking out here, going out, to do something here at nighttime, to read or or to have services out, and while it's a, or go wherever I may travel, it's a moonlit night. That's mighty nice. I appreciate that. But if the moon can produce that, what will the sun do? And it's strong. If it just puts the moon out, see, there's just there's no more of it. And if you notice when the sun comes up, the reason the moon don't shine is because the moon and the sun blends together. Amen. The moon and the sun is one. Yes. Did you know that? The moon is nothing but a, a missile hanging in the air and the sun's is shining on it reflecting its light to the earth. The sun is shining through the moon to the moon to reflect. See, when the sun's gone around here, it throws its light over here on the moon and the moon reflects it back to the earth. In other words, the sun and the moon is husband and wife. Or either the sun and the moon is Jesus and the church. While Jesus has gone away, He reflects through the church His light. Amen. See, so if the moon gave light, <laughs> what would the yes. earth do? And if the law gave light, if the law gave healing, what will the gospel do? Amen. See? Amen. Oh, it would be powerful, wouldn't it? Yes. Certainly it would. see, it is. See, if, look, Jesus, on the journey, when they were coming through the wilderness, the children of Israel, they got to, to making light and chatting against God and against Moses, and they sinned. And serpents come in and begin to sting them and bite them and they're dying and none of their uh, remedies would help them and the people died by the thousands. And God made a type of Christ. He made a, had Moses to make a brass serpent and put it on a stick. Now that was a type of Christ. Is that right? Amen. The snake. Now you might wonder some of you children in the gospel, why would a snake represent Christ? Well, because the snake, the serpent itself, was... Uh, represented sin already judged. God judged the snake in the Garden of Eden. He t- gave him his the judgments there. took his legs off of him and made him down from human form and put him on a, on, a, on a level. Well, he was not... See, the the snake to begin with was not a reptile. The Bible said he was a beast. And the most subtle of all the beasts of the field. He walked like a man and everything the most subtle. But the curse, cursed him and taken away his... his um, his subtleness or his, uh, his beauty and throwed him onto the ground and put him on his belly to crawl. And now the serpent on the pole represented sin already judged. And it was made out of brass. Now brass represents divine judgment, not earthly judgment or mental judgment, but divine judgment. See, the brass altar... That the altar where the sacrifices was burnt was made of brass, a brazing altar. And means that it was divine. There's where the divine price is paid, at the brass. And uh, for instance, Elijah, when he went out and the skies was just like brass, he said, divine judgment up on the people because they went away from God in the days of Ahab. And Gehazi went up to look, see what the skies looked like. And he came down and says, it looks like brass, see? Divine judgment. Revelations 1, Jesus was seen, or the church, rather, of the bride of Christ seen standing in the seven golden candlesticks, and the feet was made of brass, which brass is the divine judgment of the church out upon the world. The divine judgment. The serpent, the brass, spoken of it. Now watch, it was lifted up, and on the pole represented the cross. Now, three things. Now watch, it was lifted up for what purpose? That they would be forgiven of their snake uh, forgiven of their sins and healed of their snake bites. Is that right? And ever who looked lived. Who refused to look, died. Yes. Now, you cannot deal with sin in no way. You can't deal with sin in any way without de- dealing with divine healing. Amen. You just can't do it. There's no way of preaching the gospel without divine healing. You can't do it. That's right. Now, look here. For instance, if uh, here was a man, and he was standing here, and he was um, just hitting me as hard as he could with his fist. Well, now, to get rid of that man and hit me with a fist is not necessary to cut his arm off, see, or maybe he's kicking me with his foot. There's no need to cut his foot off. Now, the only thing to do is kill the man from the head. Is that right? If you kill the head, you kill the arm, you kill the foot, you kill all the rest of of the body. Is that Right? If you kill it from the head. Well, what is the head of all this cause that we're here this morning? What's the head of all of it? What made all this sickness and sin and disgrace? It was sin. Yeah. See, before you had any sin, sickness is an attribute or something that follows sin. If you don't have, no, in other words, it's something that comes out of sin. Yeah. See, before there was any sin, there was no sickness or nothing. No worry, no nothing. No old age. No breaking down. No heartaches, No broken homes. No nothing. Amen. See, it was just perfect. Well what caused it was sin. S I N. Well then sickness followed sin. Broken homes, attributes, immoral livings, and all those things followed sin. Now if you kill sin, you've got to kill the attributes, haven't you? Right. You can't you can't touch you can't fool with sin unless you're fooling with this. And when you fooling with this, it results in sin. See? Yes. Now if you kill sin, then you kill the whole thing. And used uh, to say sickness, sometimes you have sick, say, I sin oh, it might not have been used then." but you remember the sicknesses visit of the iniquities of the parents up on the children and the children's children and their children on the third and fourth generation, see? Yes. And it's just a wearing down, wearing out of the human bodies and sin piling up and so forth, like venereal and so forth, it visits on down. Here some time ago, a famous doctor here, had two girls that they took in and examiners going blind. And they found out venereal disease just as clean and moral little ladies as they could be right here in this city both of them going blind and they didn't know what to do they made them glasses they just went all away from that and give them a blood test and there it was and they checked it back it was their great grandfather see there you come now see it comes down through the generations it breaks down well then when you're dealing with sin you're dealing with sickness at the same time now Moses lifted up the serpent, Jesus said in St. John 3, As Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Is that right? In other words, that was the moon to the sun. It was a shadow of what was coming. Well, if divine healing was in lifting up the brass serpent, it's got to be in lifting up Jesus Christ. Amen. For, it was, for all the, the brass serpent was, was a reflection of Jesus Christ. In sin already judged in divine judgment, God's divine judgment, amen. not the ju- the world judging and killing, but God's divine judgment made an innocent person sin, amen. Yes. And and judged it right there, you see. And He bore our our divine judgment and took my penalty, taking your sins and your guilt and your ticket to hell and your ticket to torment and took it upon Himself and died in our stead and was sent to hell in my place, yes. amen. And God was not willing that he should say that but rose him up on the third day for our justification to look there and say, I am, God has absolutely proved me that I am justified because he raised up his son Christ Jesus therefore I'm resurrected in heavenly places. Yeah, that's right. Settled. He justified. He rose for our justification. Amen. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far Amen. away. Rising, he justified freely forever. Someday, he's coming. Oh, glorious day. Amen. That's it. There you are. There's where my hopes is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. For all around my soul gives way. He that is all my hope and stay. For on the solid rock I stand. All other grounds is sinking Amen. All other Aiding, grounds Aiding, is sinking forever. There you are. There's where our hopes rest, right there. Oh my! Oh, when I think of it, and think of there, and Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent, same purpose, same thing. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquity. Chancellor 4 up on him with his stripes. We were healed. all we like sheep have gone astray. God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. There he is, amen. Oh my, think back there in the testament. One of old testament prophets. looked forward there in a vision and saw him coming through Jerusalem, going to Calvary. Bearing away our sins, John on the cross, and in there he said he was wounded for our transgressions. When Isaiah got a lift of it one day, he said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chancellor of our peace up on him with his stripes, we were healed. Hey. What do you think they went when they went to their grave looking there? No wonder David said, "My flesh will rest and hope." For he'll not suffer his holy one to see corruption. Neither will he. He'll oh, not suffer his soul to be in hell. Neither will he suffer his holy one to see corruption. Wherefore was my heart made rejoice, and my tongue was glad? David foresaw it in the shadow and rejoiced Amen. because he knew when Christ died, that settled it from eternity to eternity. Amen. Amen. It's all over there. Isaiah said there'd be a time where there'd be healing. Talk about healing. That said he was wounded for our transgressions and with his stripes we were healed. How are you going to take it out of the scriptures? You can't do it, brother. You can might knock at it and fight at it and everything else, but it'll move right on just the same. Through ceaseless ages and aeons of time. It'll still go on. Paul's speaking here wonderfully now. The first part of this sixth chapter, let's go back and review it a little bit. Now we'll start along here at 1213 first, somewhere. Just get a little basic background. And if the Holy Spirit's come down now and with us and settling up on us. The sixth chapter is speaking now about the unpardonable sin. We went through all that the other day. We started on the sixth chapter. But we got on the unpardonable sin. How many here know what the unpardonable sin is now? Sure. To reject gospel truth. Is that right? Amen. If he that sins willfully As he has received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. When the gospel is laid out to you plainly, says the scripture, and you see it, and for the sake that you want to be different or agree with this group, that you willfully turn away, you have blasphemed the Holy Ghost and can never be forgiven in this world or the world to come. Right? They knew that he was the Son of God. And they said, they knew he was. Nicodemus expressed it. He said, well, sure, we know your teacher comes from God. He said, because he says he has the devil. Because he could stand there and foretell them. Because he could look into the audience and tell them what they were thinking about on their mind. And could heal the sick and so forth. Pray for them and results come. They said, oh, that's the devil. And he said, now wait a minute. You will be forgiven for that because you're speaking against me. But when the Holy Ghost has come... Don't you say such a remark as that. For, for remember, the Holy Ghost will warn you in your heart there's no way for it to do it now because the blood cell that I'm wrapped in isn't broken yet. But one day a spear will open up this side and the blood cell will be exposed and... And out will come my life and enter into the Father, and will return back in the form of deity and power. Then the blood cell will be there, and the Holy Ghost will deal with every human heart, everywhere. Then, if you willfully reject the truth that is presented to you, there is never forgiveness in this world or the world to come. You better walk careful. There you are, see. For whosoever sins or disbelieves willfully, after he has received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Put a fearful looking for the judgment, the fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. He that despises the shadow of the Moses law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more sore punishment, though worthy preacher, whoever he may be, who's of the blood of Jesus Christ under his foot, counted the covenant worthy, were with sanctified with, member, a sanctified person. Mm-hmm. Unholy thing and done despite the works of grace, see. There's nothing left for him but the fiery indignation and... It'll devour the adversary. When you do, when you see a gospel truth and walk right over just to be popular or to go to your own church or have your own way about it, brother, you've done something then that you're finished. That's not my word now. I'd like to make it something different. But that's what God's word says about it. Now, and he's dealing with that. Now we start over here on the 13th verse. For whom God has promised, or when God had promised, rather, when God had made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by none greater, he swear by himself. Could you imagine what kind of a covenant we were living under? Now, every let's read just a little farther. Saying, "Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I'll multiply thee." And so, after that, he had uh, uh, give Abraham this promise and promised that he would. He would bless him and multiply him and whatever he would done. Now look, God also after this took an oath to it, swore that he would do it. Now God swore by Himself that he would that he would confirm the oath that he had given to Father Abraham. And what did he confirm to Father Abraham? He told Abraham he gave him the covenant unconditionally. Not because Abraham was Abraham. We went through that a few weeks ago, you know. He gave Abraham the covenant because God Himself chose Abraham and elected him before the foundation of the world. Abraham before he ever was born on the earth. God knew all about him. He knew what He would do. And by grace He chose Abraham. And not only Abraham, but Abraham's seed after him. Amen. Oh my. How firm a foundation have we got that when the prince of all princes, when the God of all gods, when the king of all kings, the lord of all lords, the beginning of all beginnings, himself took an oath by himself, for with none greater, that he would confirm this covenant with Abraham and with his seed. Amen. Now, Oh, this may kind of root up and pull up and shove out and take out, but let's look at right smack in the face and see what it looks like. If necessary, we go back and pick up the Abrahamic covenant that God made with him and how that God swore by Himself. Hang I mean, do I ever know where God swore by Himself? Let's turn to Genesis, the 22nd chapter, I believe in about 16. Let's take a look at Genesis the 22nd chapter and the 16th verse and we'll see here where God swore by him, himself. Alright, I believe this is it now if I'm not mistaken, right to the place, 22nd, 16. Yes? Look, 15th verse. And the angel of the Lord called unto him Abraham out of the heavens the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thine only Son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I'll multiply thee, thy seed shall be as the stars of heaven and as the sands upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Amen. God swore it by himself. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That don't make a fellow feel like hard. Hallelujah, you're dead. Right. Oh, God said, Abraham, because you did this, not what somebody else will do, but because you have did this, by faith you walk in. I'll honor that thing there. Not honor works anymore. I'll honor this. I'll honor faith.
1: And because you
0: did this without knowing what would be the outcome, I've saved you. I'll save your seed. I'll take an oath by myself. Amen. Amen. And your seed shall possess the gates of their enemy. Amen. Amen. That settles it to me. That is, that, that's all that has to be done. Here Paul picks it up over here again in the Hebrews to refer back to it. Oh, they pick it up in the Galatians and the Ephesians and all Amen. to referring to it that our foundation is solid. Amen. Hallelujah. Not some mythical, build up something on some pagan superstition, but it's thus, saith the Lord, by all. Hallelujah. amen. God taking an oath by himself. Oh, my. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord. Yes, when demons come, when powers come, when sickness comes, when death itself stares in the face, it just loses its place. just melts away like the snow of the sunshine. When we throw it in the light of the gospel there, if you notice people, sometimes you take, a lot of times people writing all kinds of stuff and they runs people from the Protestant church to the Catholic church. Because the Catholics believe the word's inspired. Yeah, believe they believe it. They believe that Mark is inspired. Absolutely. They say it's inspired, but see the devil working that says the church is above the word. Well, then, a Protestant comes around. He sees something don't, little, something don't, he don't agree with it. Well, he says, "This is not inspired. This is a wrong interpretation of the word. Just trying to make it fit to uh, take hold or fit some uh, special theology." If it, you see, that don't have nothing to do with it. That's the word of God. I believe every word of it. There ain't not for me to cut this out, that out. It's for me to live up to its qualifications. That's all. I'm its requirements, rather. It's yeah. all I've got to live up to that. For God has swore, and He said, He that will add anything to it or take anything out of it, the same will be taken out of His part of the book of life. Is that right? So we believe it. If our foundation is firm and sure in Jesus Christ, then brother, there's nothing can shake you. You're anchored. Amen. 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 Oh, say. All right. And after the, the 15th verse now. And so after he had, had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. Oh, say, I do we're going to get out of that seventh chapter or not. After he had patiently endured, Amen. <laughs> Amen. He obtained the promise. Can you do the same thing this morning? Amen. Can you set your faith and say it? Thus say it the Lord. And no matter what comes or what goes, whether the day's easy, tomorrow's hard, the next day they're teasing me, the next day they're making fun of me, the next day they say I'm crazy. I endure. Amen. Amen. After, not before he endured, but after he endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. Amen. Oh my there. He is. You see it? Yes. Brother, that shakes yes. all devils and everything else away. Yes. See? Yes. See? There it is, And Satan comes in. Oh, now I tell you, you're just a little worked up. You, There's this, as far as well, be kind of reasonable about this thing. <laughs> Say, Thus saith the Lord, Satan. Amen. No matter how hard it comes, what it looks like, what anybody says, I want to with patience, not fretting. The person can't have patience and fretting all the time. you just got to set your sails right straight there and walk right on. No matter what takes place, move right on. Listen, I'm going to say something. Look, faith is unconscious. Amen. Amen. You believe it? I've learned that in the years of travel around the world and meeting the peoples of all different walks. But faith is unconscious. You got faith and don't even know it. Right. Jesus Christ, no matter if he's in a storm and the gales knocking the boat from one side to the other, or he was standing in the face of myth of demons, if he was hanging anywhere, he could never moved. He walked right on just as calm and quiet as he could be. Why? He was simply unconscious of fear or anything around him. That's right. What was going to happen or where wasn't going to happen, he knew it was going to happen because God said so. Amen. He didn't say, Oh I wonder if I prayed too, wonder if I fasted long enough, I wonder if I did this. He just walked right on, unconscious. That's right. He believed what God said was truth. The words must be fulfilled and he know what his life was to fulfill them.
1: That's
0: right. And you, you're a fulfiller too. Just walk unconscious of fear. Walk unconscious of criticism. Walk unconscious of the world. Walk as you walk in Christ. Walk with Him. Not paying attention to right or left hand, just keep moving on. If something comes up in the church, walk with God. Hallelujah. If sickness strikes you, walk with
1: God.
0: If the neighbor don't like you, walk with God. Just keep on walking with God. Edic, one day walked like that. You know what he done? He walked all the way home with God. Got so far up the road he didn't want to come back anymore. Amen. Amen. Walk with God. Doctor says you're going to die. Walk with God doctrine says you can't well walk with God just walk with God that's all for God has promised you I'll never leave you or forsake you I'll be with you to the end of the world and he took an oath of that covenant Amen. that he gave you and he had confirmed it. just walk with God then you'll have your ups and downs don't worry you got to go through briar patches over sharp rocks over bluffs down over hillsides up to mountains over waters but walk with God Yes, uh, sir. There's so many hills to climb upwards. you heard the old song. But yes. oh, how little it'll seem when you get to the end of the way. Mama. Oh, sure. Just look there, all that's been. Look back at your footprint. Won't be very much. After he had endured, he obtained the promise. Man, for when man swear by the greater and the oath of is his confirmation is to them an end of all strife. In other words, when men swear, if they come to you and they make an oath, it's the end of all strife. You believe it, see? Were in God, were in God willing more abundantly, oh, abundantly to show unto them heirs of the promise, the immutable of His um, counsel, all oh, confirmed it. By an oath, God wanted to show you by His counsel He wanted He confirmed it by an oath that you would not have any restless terms about it. Now watch here. That by two imp- of things, newable things, in which end it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before
1: us. It's
0: absolutely impossible for God to lie. That's the one thing. Is that right? Now it's impossible for God to lie. two of them. First, it's impossible for God to lie. Now the next thing is that God Himself that can't lie to make a perfect double he swore by
1: it. Yes. Amen.
0: Yes. That he would confirm this oath. Oh, what a great... Let's go back and see what the oath is, will you? Yes. Just a minute. Just for a minute. Back yes. In the in the book of Genesis, I read it here the other day. The 15th chapter of Genesis. Here we go. Listen to the oath that God swore to. If you want to read something that makes you feel real good. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. I am thy shield. If God's your shield, how's the devil going to hit you? See? See? I am your shield and your exceeding Great reward. Who is I? Am. The Lord. You're exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing that I go child? And the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abraham said, and Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come out of thine own vow shall be thine heir. God done told him 25 years before that he's going to do it. So Abraham began to wonder now, Now Lord, how is it going to happen now? And see, I'm a hundred years old. Now watch. And he brought him forth. Here, here it comes. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, "Look now towards the heavens, and tell me the stars, if thou be able to number them." And he said unto him, "So shall thy seed be." And he didn't even have any children, and a hundred years old. He said, "Look up here towards the heavens. Can you number them stars?" And you're out Mount Palmer or Mount Wilson, rather. In California, looking out there at that big observatory where you can take a glass and you see uh, 120 million years of light space. Now, I think your eyes can only see just so many thousand miles away, you see. Maybe a couple million, a few million. But this is 120 million years, just what you can see in the solar system, just them stars. Some of them are closer and some are farther away and so forth. But looking through 120 million years of light space, just think what it is how fast light travels. And 120 million years of light space. Why, you couldn't run a row of figures around this church ten times, nines, and make how many miles it would be. And out there's still moons and stars on the outside of there. Abraham's seed. That number of them, you couldn't do it. So shall I see be. And listen, here's what did it. And he believed in the Lord. Oh, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Amen. He never said, Now, Lord, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do a certain, certain thing. I'll do this or that. He he just believed the Lord. Amen. And it was counted to him for righteousness because God said so. He swore by it that He'd do it. And He said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldea to give thee this land to inherit it. And He said, Lord God, wherein shall I know that I will shall inherit it. Now, I ain't got no children now, but can you give me some sort of a sign you know, I'm not a sign seeker, but I believe in signs. <laughs> That's right. See, if there is no invisible sign given to man today, why no wonder people can't believe? They go around and people just took all the supernatural out of the Bible, and they just right. taken out a, a, a man. Come up, and say I'm saved. Sure. Well, you can't. You can't doubt him. That's right. You can't doubt it. The man come up the street just as drunk as he can be and a uh, cigar in his mouth and staggering, and hollering and and cussing every breath. He say, I'm saved because I believe. You couldn't know What are you going to say about it? ain't nothing you can do. My church takes me in. I'm a member. What are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do. That's right. That's exactly right. But the only way that you can tell is by the sign. Is that Right? That's exactly right. You have to see the sign to show it. Now, if it's just a faith alone, then faith don't do it. Abraham believed God, that's right. And it was imputed to him for righteousness, but God gave him a sign. Circumcised him as a sign of seal. Amen. And Abraham's seed still received circumcision. Amen. They did all through the age until the moon faded out, the law, and the sun came in. And when the Son of God came, he circumcised him yet. Amen. And every son of Abraham is circumcised today. Amen. Not of the flesh, but of the heart. The Holy Spirit circumcises the heart. Amen. Cuts away the things of the world and makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Circumcision is cut off surplus flesh. Only the males can be circumcised. Only the males are the only ones in the covenant. And a woman being married was brought in. You t- today, is, I ain't said there's a lot of women here. And a woman is a marvelous sol- thing. If God could have given a man anything better than a woman, he'd have done so. But he gave a woman. But this is a woman's world. She's running the whole thing—not you house, mothers here. But I mean, out in the world. some little 50's out in Hollywood starts cutting her hair, some way, and watch all the girls cut their hair the same way. Why start some fad dressing dress and watch all the girls do the same thing? Christians and all, so-called. That's right. It's a woman's world. You don't want to take paint the pictures of a of an angel woman. There's not such a thing. Show me one place of scripture. Every angel is man, not women.
1: Amen.
0: Angel women, Mother Mary's, and all these things like that. There's no such a thing. Find one place of scripture wherever it said there's a woman angel. It's always he, Michael, Gabriel. He drawed his sword. It's always he, 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 he. Amen. Right.
1: Amen. Woman
0: was made for man, not man for women.
1: Amen. Sure. Amen.
0: But they, how they. Yeah, that's just what the devil tucked a woman in the Garden of Eden for his instrument. He's still using her. Amen. That's right. Not the converted. Not the converted. The woman that's a Christian is a good woman is the best thing that a man can find outside of salvation. But one that ain't no good is the worst thing he can find outside. Amen. That's right. Amen. Solomon said that a good woman was a jewel in a man's crown but an unrighteous woman was water in his blood. His blood's his life. How much more could he have than water in his blood? It would kill him. Now, notice, God speaking to Abraham. Now notice, And he said, Lord God, wherein shall I know that I will inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a, a sheep goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and two turtle doves, and a young pigeon. Here it goes. Watch it now. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. Oh my, what a what a meaning this has. But the birds he divided not. Now he cut the heifer and the goats and things apart, and laid the pieces one against another, Sure and the dovetail from one dispensation to another, but the turtle doves and things he didn't divide them. And when the fowls of the air came down uh, on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was gone down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be stranger to in a land that is not theirs, and they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. God foretelling now to Abraham that way down in his great, great, great-grandchildren would sojourn in a strange land four hundred years and be afflicted. Designated a time, exactly. How long it would be? Now watch. And also that nation... Whom they shall serve, will I judge? And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. They did. And thou shalt watch. I talk about holy watch and not even Amen. unconditionally. What? And thou shalt go to be to thy fathers in peace. Amen. Amen. Thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Not if you'll do certain things, but I've already
1: done
0: it. Set the mark. Amen. Oh, my. I just get so wound up when I get this that my nerves jump up and down in my body. (laughs) When I think of that promise, oh, brother, I was telling my wife this morning. I looked over and I said, Honey, you know, I was talking about my my brother and them, how the children here is Rebecca getting to be almost a young woman. And and I said, I want to try to get away from here before she has to get in this school and so forth and all like that. And I said, You know, we're not children anymore. I said, I'm not anyhow. I said, You know, I'm going to be 46 pretty soon. I said, I'm going to get to be an old man. But oh my... Then when my mind flops over here to God's promised oath to me, then all that just fades away. Then I just, Everything just seems different. Watch. In a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. God making His promise. God giving it to Abraham unconditionally. Now watch, when he said this, oh, here's a beautiful picture. If we just have the time to finish it before we get Amen. down to finish it, the picture that God had made up. Well, he said, go get me a heifer of three years old. Watch three. Everything in the Bible is a three, three blends to a one. Think? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Not three gods, one. Uh, faith, hope, and charity. Not three different things, but all the essence of one. Love. Now, Then there was um, uh, justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not three different dispensations, not three works of grace, but one work and three different manifestations. Same Holy Spirit with Luther under justification, with Wesley with sanctification. In the church now, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Spirit. Not two Holy Spirits, the same Holy Spirit. The little corn had come up here and the first thing on the farmer looked and seen these little sprouts sticking up wonderfully rejoiced. After a while they got old and withered away and this corn went on. is it the same life that was in this corn down here at the first stalk? is it up here in the ear and grain? Just the same. It just went on, 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 on and so is the church growing on to that perfect day when Jesus shall come. Amen. See? Same Holy Spirit, same same different dispensation. Now, in moving of this, look... Take the heifers, the goats, and everything must be three years old. The three different dispensations. Fatherhood, Sonship, Holy Spirit. Amen. See? Three years. Everything was three years. It meant Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Same God. That was under that dispensation, under this dispensation, under that dispensation, and will be the same. Only one God. Amen. Three dispensations. Not three gods. Three dispensations of the same God. The same God was in the pillar of fire, was in Christ Jesus, the same one in Christ Jesus in you. Amen. That's right. God in you, the hope of glory. Is that right? Amen. The baptism of the Holy Spirit dwelling in the person now, you become what? Sons of God. Amen. When God condescended and overshadowed Virgin Mary, He was alive. And a life overshadowed and created a blood cell around itself. Amen. Anybody knows now that the blood cell comes from what? The male. Is that right? The life lays in the blood cell and the blood cell is coming from the male, not the female. That's where the life is and then the male's sperm. Notice, then God Himself come into the womb of Virgin Mary and wrapped Himself in a created blood cell. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the reason we have eternal life. Then when that blood cell, because of sin, was pierced with the sword, and broke, it freed God down and He broke open the blood cell and washed us and brought us into Himself by the Holy Spirit.
1: There you are.
0: And now we are sons of God, part of God. Deity itself lives than every believer. Every man that's born to the Spirit of God is a part of God. Amen. No wonder he believes in the supernatural. No wonder he can believe in anything. Why is it in him is a potion of God? Wrapped up in that marble body there where the sin and everything else has created in this body. But down in there is some work of God alone in regeneration. Amen. has come down through there by the shedding of his own blood and taken away that blood that was in there as a way and set it aside and entered into this sinful man
1: Amen. and put in him a
0: hope that he died for just as pretty as he there. Amen. Speak to him, sure he believes it. Jesus said, These signs shall follow him. In mind they shall cast out devil Amen. and speak with new tongues, Amen. take up servants or drink any things, or lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen. Jesus said that. Why? He's become a part of him. Yes, sir. God's on the of delivering to deliver anything or make a way when there's no way. He makes a way. And any man that believes that he believes the same thing. He has to. He's a part of God. He's an offspring of God. He's a son of God or a daughter of God. And he can't do nothing else because God's right with him. He's just a portion of God. Look, everything that God was in the pillar afar, He emptied into the Son, Jesus Christ. In Him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Is that right? The Bible said that God, God Himself, Jehovah, the mighty one, the butler, the shield, all His redemptive names, everything that He was, He emptied into Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ formed from a blood cell and the outside shield of the cell itself which is billions times billions smaller than a human eye could see but that was the body the Lord Jesus inside of that was God himself wrapped himself around the blood cells in order to take his own blood and to spill his own blood or give it freely that we through the breaking of that blood cell to our mortal when it breaks in our life leaves from here to what through the redemption of of the blood that God required, we can be brought into that body and become a part of God Himself as the Son of God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Brother, if you can digest that, it'll sure do you good. I wish I had some way to just, just show you what it is. Just think of God Jehovah coming down into the womb of a woman, overshadowed, come down into the, the Spirit. And He's in there. What is He? He's the Creator Himself. He made the very woman in the womb that He was in right there. God made himself little. Come down and got into this blood cell. And he began to build something around him. What was it? See, what, what caused this thing back there in the beginning? Blood. Yeah. Blood life is in the blood. And back there is what caused it in the beginning. Now to take it away, God himself has to come down. And he made himself free really a little. Come into the womb of Mary and created around himself a wall which was a blood cell. No man, know nothing about it, created his blood cell. That blood cell pushed another. Another, another, and all the nerves and everything began to come in. And God himself lived in this making a tabernacle, and he dwelt in Christ. Amen. There is God walking around and said, I am my Father one. My Father is in me.
1: Amen.
0: They show us out of the Father. Philip said, Show me the Father, and it'll satisfy me. He said, Philip, I've been so long with you and you don't know me. Amen.
1: He said,
0: When you see me, you see the Father. And why not say, Show me the Father? Oh, I am the Father one, my Father's living in me now. Not me that doeth the works, it's him that dwells in me that does the work. Oh my! How can I tell a man what was wrong with him? How can I tell him what his future will be ten years or what he was forty years ago? It isn't me. Amen. Hallelujah. It's him that lives in me. Amen. I come down Amen. and through his blood brought me Amen. in fellowship with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How can my hands do anything but healing the sick and it hasn't got a bit of power? That doesn't. Amen. How can this man Amen. preach the gospel? He can't preach no gospel. There's nothing in him to do it with. He's a sinner by nature. Amen. But God comes down and dwells in he made him. He a even of about him. He preached the gospel. Amen. Why does he believe the word? Because the very God that made the word is preaching unto him. Do you see it? <laughs> there it is. The very God that wrote the word. Is in the man saying that's the truth? I don't care what anybody says. That's the truth. Amen. There it is.
1: Hallelujah. God in the
0: man recognizes his own word.
1: Amen. That's oh, hallelujah. Him. That's it. Oh,
0: God in here believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. All the scripture is inspiration of God. God wrote it. When God comes in here, God recognizes his own word. Says, "Sure, that's the truth." And uh, you go to doctrine it out somewhere, that's up between you and God. But God recognizes His own Word. Yes. Amen. Oh, how it makes us feel. God's inspired Word. Notice, I heard that little Nazarene preacher this morning, take a, the other side of that. Brother, I mean, he really laid it on there too. About all Scripture given by inspiration. Yes, it is. Now, God has made a promise. And he told Abraham what he would do. He took his oath. He swore by himself. None greater. So God himself, all oh, that he was in the pillar of fire, he was in Christ Jesus. For God, the Bible said, God, the Bible said that God emptied, you know what you do when you empty anything? did himself into Christ.
1: Yes.
0: Just think. God emptied himself into Christ. And Christ thought it not robbery to be equal with God. For He was God. Amen. That's the thing they killed Him for. Breaking the Sabbath day made Himself God. And He was Lord of the Sabbath and He was God Emmanuel. Right? God in Christ reconciled the world to Himself. Now, and everything that God was, He emptied into Christ and everything Christ was, He emptied into the church.
1: Amen.
0: So don't you see how Christ regardless of what the theologians said, he believed the Father. Is that right? They said he's crazy. They said he's Beelzebub. He's the devil. He said you can get by with that now talking about me, but when the Holy Ghost comes, don't you try? See? For Christ believed the Father regardless of what the teacher said, he believed the Father. Is that right? For God had emptied himself into Christ and deity was in Christ.
1: Amen. I hope you get
0: it. And then what Christ was... He entered into the Holy Ghost believer. Amen. So no matter what anybody says, he believes God's word. See, he has to. For all that Christ was, all God was is in Christ, and all Christ is is in you, the believer. Christ can't say something to stand around tonight. He can't take his word back. He can't say now. Nah, I can say I'm saying something. Say, well, I'm sorry, I didn't even say it that way. But he can't. He's got to stick with what he says. Hey, he's God. He's infallible. And he's got to stay with what he says. God and the infallible one, he's got to stick with what he says. Yes. God said, know, promise Abraham and swore by himself. I'll save you and your seed at you. Why is the seed of Abraham now? Who is the one that's got this sure hope? Who is the one that's built on this foundation? Not just every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Not all that me, Lord, or Lerian, but the one that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven And this is the Father's will. Amen. This is his word. Many will come to you that day and say, Lord, have not I prophesied, preached your name? Have not I cast out devils in your name? Have not I done all these things in your name? He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I didn't even know you. Man, who works up in emotions, in theology, and scripturally, and. Uh, trying to teach scriptures and put their own interpretation to them and saying those things there and having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof.
1: Amen.
0: He said in the last days to be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, uh, truth-breakers, false accusers, yeah. incontinent, despisers, of those that are good, making fun of them, calling them everything. Uh, having a form of godliness, preachers, amen. members, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Amen. Amen. That's it. That from such turn away. For these are the stork that goes from house to house and silly women laid away with divers lust. All kinds of lust. Well, they holler every little thing comes along. But a barn again Christian knows where there's Amen. Amen. Nothing Amen. to move them, They're walking Straight to Calvary. You have a lot of impersonators along the road. That's right. But brother, that only shows that there's somebody really got it. Yeah. We have bogus dollars and counterfeits, but it only shows there's a real dollar. Yeah. Stay
1: right with it. Amen. Move right
0: on. Abraham, after he endured, he endured it. The great fight of affliction and so forth, he obtained the promise after he endured it. He said as Jambres and jambes withstood Moses. Well look what jambers and jambes could do. They could all almost do the same things that Moses does. But there's only one thing that they couldn't do. They couldn't heal the sick. Now, the only thing that showed difference between them. Moses could throw his uh, stick down and turn into a serpent. So could they. And, and Moses could call fleas up on the earth. So could they. And Moses could call boroughs up on the earth. And so could they. But they couldn't take them away. Amen. They could only call them. <laughs> but they couldn't send them away. But Moses could. you God is the healer. Amen. Amen. And salvation, the impersonation of salvation, split the animals in two, which anybody knows that the heifer and the goat and the sheep and all that was types of salvation, for through the offering of the shedding of the blood of sheep and goats and bulls and heifers and so forth, the remission of sin. But when he comes to the turtle dove, anybody here knows that turtle dove was an offering for sickness. A leper had to offer. Turtle for his sickness. The verb was a type of the sick offering. And then when it comes to cutting attitude, no, sir, they stayed the same. Amen. They can't be impersonated. There's no, nothing can heal but God. Amen. See? It was the same in the Old Testament. He said, I'm the Lord who heals all of your diseases. Amen. You can go out and act like a hypocrite and Oh, I'm saved, Lord. Yes, sir, I got it. And you might be deceiving. But brother, when it comes to the time of oh, whether you're sick and get healed or not, that shows for itself what it is. That shows yeah. where you got some faith or not. Is that right? Oh, you say, I don't believe it. Sure you don't. There ain't nothing you believe with in the first place.
1: Amen.
0: Notice. Now, see, they don't you don't separate this. Now look what happened when he showed those atonements. He showed that there would be a time where they'd, they'd separate these dispensations. Where the law and grace would separate sometimes. he cut the animal in two. He'd done all this. Then he come up to the turtle house to the healing. But he's the same one. And look, under the, under the Old Testament there, when Jammers and Jammers stood there, Moses could throw down his rod and turn to a snake. They could too. Moses could call fleas. They called it also. Impersonations. Well, when he stepped over to this other group that wasn't separated, when it comes to divine healing... Moses could heal or take away the boils, but they couldn't. They broke out with their cells on They couldn't take them away. They couldn't do it. They said this is a finger of God. And they couldn't do it. So you see, divine healing is inseparable. It's always been that he's the only one that can heal. Amen. The devil hasn't one power to heal, never did or can't heal. Amen.
1: He can't heal.
0: Look, Jesus and the disciples went out and seen somebody casting out devils. They said, we seen one casting out devils. He wouldn't follow us. We forbid. It. Jesus said, don't do that. No man can do a miracle in my name. He can speak lightly of me. He that's not with us is against us. And he that doesn't gather with us scatters abroad. Is that right? He if the man was absolutely getting results for casting out devils. He had to have a firm faith in God or that devil wouldn't see that. Amen. Trying. He was getting results. Many of them come and said they done it when they didn't. But this man was getting results. He really cast them out. Jesus said he has to have something godly about him where he couldn't do it. Yes. Right, he got a result. See that inseparable, that sacrifices that sacrifice there? That doves and pigeons? Yes, sir, it's inseparable, but don't you cut them apart. But cut these apart. But lamb one against another cause the law and grace will dovetail one against another. Yes. Well, not healing. It'll be the same all the time.
1: Amen. That's
0: right. Just leave them the way they are. Now notice. All of them. Before he did it, Abraham killed the animals and laid them out there and done the way God told him. Then it come dark. He kept the birds off of them. It come dark. The birds went to roost and so forth. A horrible first thing. God put Abraham to sleep. Now Abraham, you haven't got one thing to do with it. Neither you nor your seed have You're not going to have one thing to do with your own salvation. Think of that. God told, uh, told Adam, if you'll touch this tree, you'll, you'll eat from here and you'll live. you eat from that and you'll die. That's a covenant. Now, that's you, you've got things before you. If you do this, if you do that, you, you'll die. If you live there, eat this and you'll live. So then, Adam, eat from this and he dies. Grace, come on then, God made a covenant by grace. And when He did, the children of Israel down in Egypt, God already said by His Word what He was going to do. He was going to bring them out. And God's obligated to His Word. But then when God obligated to His Word, went down there and sent a Savior, Moses. Grace provided that. Here come Moses leading the children of Israel. When he came out with them, God the water and said, Oh, give us something to do. We want to form us an organization. And we want you to give us something to do. Let us make us something like this. Give us a law to keep. Exodus 19 was the greatest mistake that Israel ever made. When grace had already provided their salvation, then they wanted something to do to merit it. God already swore to Abraham what he was going to do. They said, let us have the law. And the law never did. No one never kept it. They never did. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And grace provided a Savior again. That's right, heard, God had swore, hallelujah, that he was going to save Abraham and his team. How could he do it It with repentance? This party, stiff people that wouldn't listen to another They had all their theologies and everything else. He said, how's he going to do it? This one's going to take this and this one's going to take that. And God looking down and seeing the churches in this day, how it was all conglomerated together and all this kind of mess. And then he had to make a way for he swore that he would do it.
1: Amen.
0: Not only Jews, he said, in thee shall all the of the earth be blessed. Amen. Jews, Gentiles, I'll call a seed. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, my. I'll do it. And in this day, what is the seed of Abraham? Abraham believed God. This little blood cell, a portion of it, was in a shadow atoning on Abraham. He believed God. It was imputed to him for righteousness. God called Abraham by sovereign grace. Not because he was Abraham. He just a man. Now, look. And every one of God's children is called the same way. Amen. You can't save yourself. There's nothing you can do. If you're a sinner, you can't come to God unless God calls you. Jesus said, no man can come to me except my Father calls him. And when the Father calls him, all that comes, I'll give him everlasting life. It'll raise him up at the last day. God, by sovereign election, has called Abraham's seed then if that type of life that was on the inside of that blood cell was up on Abraham, who called the impossibles possible, called the impossibles that they would be because God said so?
1: Amen.
0: What kind of people are the seed of Abraham? Oh, don't don't miss this. Please don't. I feel it coming from the top of my head. Looky, look. Then if uh, you are Abraham's seed, you can't dispute with God. Abraham's seed is a part of this spirit. For God gave Abraham a sign of circumcision, cutting off the flesh for a witness he had received him in this last days, has took the Holy Ghost and circumcised every believer of cutting off all doubts and unbelief to believe God's Word is pure and holy, and it's the truth. Circumcision. Cutting away all unbelief. Everything. Cutting loose every shoreline. And God, I believe you. And I die, sink, or drown. It's your word. I believe it. Then, see what I mean? And God said, I'll swear by myself. Rose, there's none I can swear by. It's the greatest thing there, what? He said, I'll swear by myself that I'll save Abraham and his seed. That's right. Now, who is the seed of Abraham? Those who are filled with the Holy Ghost are seeds of Abraham. Look. Amen. Look. For Abraham, come Isaac, To Isaac come Christ. How do we get into Christ then? We can only be in Christ. The Bible said you that are in Christ are dead and are taken on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. Is that right? Those that are dead in Christ are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So through that blood cell, through your natural blood cell, was broken away, and you're enshrouded with the blood cell of the Abraham seed, which is Christ, in that blood cell can only contain not iniquity and filth and nastiness. Inside of that blood cell can only attain the life of God, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can no more be destroyed than God Himself can be destroyed, for it's a part of God. Amen.
1: I'll
0: raise him up the last thing? Those who He has justified, He has already glorified. And in the presence and the mind of Almighty God, every man born again the Holy Ghost is glorified in His presence now waiting for the time of redemption.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: You see it? Hallelujah. God, through grace, has called you to Abraham's seed. And every one of Abraham's seed, Almighty, God swore by himself Amen. to raise him up. God said he take care of it. How are you Abraham's seed? By being Amen. dead, your life hid, by one spirit. We are all Amen. not lettered in. Amen. Not sprinkled in. Amen. But by one water? No. Amen. But by one spirit. Are we all baptized Amen. into this blood cell, which is Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. In the original was only one blood cell. Amen. And we're baptized in there with Him, and He was the Son of God. Amen. And we are sons and daughters of God. Join there with Him Hallelujah. in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Believe everything the Father says. Hallelujah. Glory. Brother, Hallelujah. faith in the Father, faith in the Son, faith in the Holy Ghost, three in the one. Demons will tremble and sinners awake. Faith in Jehovah will anything shake. Uh, That's right. True. There's the blood cell. Where was it again? One blood cell. Is that right? What was inside that blood cell? The life of God. What happened to that blood cell? It was speared by sin. A Roman spear sinned it. Speared it. Why? Because sin was placed upon it. And it pleased God. Justification was bought right there. God said that settles is forever. Amen. There it is. And that blood cell was pierced. And the blood flew out straight out around the blood cell. Where it was broke their cavalry. What for? To open up that shell where no man had ever entered before. To bring you and I into that blood cell. Hallelujah. Bring it through the blood, washing by the water of the water yeah, to the blood of Christ. Without the shedding of blood no remissions in Taking a lost sinner by grace, Holy. pulling him through this blood cell in here giving him the Holy Ghost. Pull it over here Give him the Holy Ghost? They we're in short, Amen. Of Amen. in the kingdom of God. Let God in you wake up! Amen. Or kill yourself so God can wake up to you. Give me a reality. Hallelujah. Pulled you through the blood cell. Pulled you through the spray. What happened to the blood cell? Did it perish and run out? No, sir. It sprayed. Amen. It loosened up and loosen up so many sons could be born no sons could be born for this one blood cell this one man this one spirit come on inside this blood cell and created around and around him like that no one had ever entered never would have be before but God himself come down and was made a baby in a manger come up and was made a man all the everything was wrapped around that one blood cell and it was pierced like that and broke the calories sin scattered it God raised Amen. him up for justification. Now around that spirit, this same spirit lives here on earth today, and it's got to spray around it like this. It's not, not hard you can where you can't get in, it's loose so you can come in. Amen. Loose so he can't come in. Why? That through the pulling of a sinner through this blood cell to himself, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And when he pulls that sinner through that blood cell, he cleanses him from all
1: unrighteousness.
0: Hallelujah. And brings him in by the Holy Ghost into himself, and the wow. sinner is a new creature in Christ Jesus, baptized in there by the Holy Spirit, pulls him in here, and the part of the man in there is godly. He's the son of God. He's a daughter dead. of God. And the desires of the world is dead, because your own between oh. him and the world is the Hallelujah. blood of Jesus Christ. Then he hopes all things, believes all things. Hallelujah! What God says, He says that's the truth. Amen. Live or lie, What difference does it make? It's the truth. Amen. I'm moving on.
1: Whew.
0: Excuse me, huh? I'm, I'm just a little bit informal in my own church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my! My hopes is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and life. For all around Hallelujah. my soul gives way that he's all my hope is saved. From Christ's solid rock, I stand all other grounds in this thinking thing. Whether it's money, whether it's popularity, whether it's a big preacher, whether it's this, whether it's a doctor, whether it's an automobile, whether it's a this, that, or the other, all other grounds is sinking sand. My, my, how much more i notice it as I see the hairs craying when I got left around my head my flesh withering away. My only hope is there, Lord Jesus. Take me by my hand hey, and me on. Thank you. Let me move on, Lord. God just not paying attention to anything in the world but looking to Christ, the author and finisher of my faith, who for his own, for the glory of God, laid down his life that he might offer himself as a sacrifice, that he might bring me into fellowship with him and the Father. Amen. Mm. There he is. How could sinners ever look at that and walk away? Uh, it's beyond anything I can think of. All right. Quickly now, we got to hurry before we close. Which hope we have, 19th verse, as an anchor of the soul. Here it goes again. An <laughs> anchor of the soul. Which hope we have as an anchor? When anything's anchored, it can't move. I have an anchor that keeps me whole, steadfast and sure, while the sea blows low. Anchored in the rock that makes me whole ironed tape and sure in the Savior's love. Yes. This anchor, what I was out be on the spray one day. One day God took this poor law sinner and pulled him through that spray. he brought him over here and anchored me in there. Yes. With arms about me and everything else no matter what it is, my soul looks up to thee. And have an anchor steadfast and sure. Look here. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Both sure and steadfast, not weaved about with every doctrine and every wind, Amen. tossed about from one side to another, taking sides over here and taking sides over here, don't know where you stand. The Bible said, I would that you'd be established. Amen. Not saying, well, I'm, a, I'm this today and something else tomorrow. Anchor your soul in Christ Jesus. Amen. Be born again. The life of God living in you. And you know oh, beyond a shadow of doubt that you passed from death to life. Amen. Your whole hopes is built in honor in Calvary. The love of God pours through your heart, and you believe every word that God says is the true, you're willing to die for any piece of it. See what I mean? Steadfast and sure. I if you let me read it again. Which hope we have is the anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which endure unto the with what you uh, That within the veil, that what within what veil? What veil am I talking about? Amen. The veil of the blood. Amen. The blood. We have crossed the ribbon veil where the glory never fails. You know that song we sing here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I have crossed the ribbon veil, the blood. where the ribbon in his side? I have crossed the ribbon veil where the glory's never pale. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I am living in the presence of the King. Amen. I have crossed the ribbon veil. For the glories never fail. If my troubles come this way or that way, the glories still don't fail. I've crossed the ribbon veil where the glories never fail. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For I'm living in the presence of the King. Amen. He's brought me into his fellowship to the ribbon side of his Son Christ Jesus, made me a part of him to believe all things, to believe him, to trust him, to stand there. Glory never fail. All things working together for good to them that love him, so glories never fail. I've crossed the ribbon veil where the glory has never failed. Hallelujah, yes. hallelujah. I'm living in the presence of the King. My hopes is built there on nothing left. Yes. I come through the blood that saved me. I come through the blood that healed me. Anything that I have need of, well, here. I call for those attributes there from Calvary. And they're mine. Yes. They're mine, freely. If the Father can't give them to me, He'll let me know why my faith yes. is looks at Him. And Lord, yes. I believe that You know what's best for me. So I commit myself to You, and here I am. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, there it is. My, my confidence is in Him. In Him, the God of Heaven. Now watch. Whereas the forerunner is... Oh, my. Just looking here, looking here. I never even noticed this. Look at this last verse here, the 20th verse. Whew. What a wonderful thing. Wherever the forerunner is for us entered the forerunner. Even Jesus made a high priest Forever, at the order of Melchizedek, the forerunner, the man who went before us. There one come and took her place, none other but God Himself. Amen. He come down and made Himself a man for a forerunner to prove to the people. why He swore by an oath He was going to do it. He swore He was going to save us. He swore that we could do it. He swore these things to us by Himself. Then He come down and was made a forerunner. He made Himself a forerunner. He entered here on the world and lived in the world of sin already in and sin, because he trusted God. Is that right? Yeah. Then he went on to the, and died as a sinner nailed to a cross. Every physical thing showed that he was dead. They beat him. They hung him up there while he bled enough to kill him. And then they come around and he was dead. The heavens declared he was dead. The earth said he was dead. Everything said he was dead. The Roman soldier ran with spirit through his heart. And that poured his blood out Blood and water, which is separated, showed of grief. And that's that he was dead. So what, look, if the man was hanging there and blood and water poured out, showed that the blood and water had separated. Amen. Hallelujah. He was dead. And he never died from the sword. He never died from the pierce. He died because of grief. There's nothing in the world separate blood from water at any time you want to, or any doctor, he'll tell you only through hard grief sometimes that people suffer so hard that they can, you know, in grief like heartache and things like that that sometimes causes a heart attack kills them when the blood and water separates and that's what killed the Lord Jesus. He died under the hands of Jehovah. That's right. Right. A full penalty, justice. For God required justice. That's right. right. And then no man could take his life. He said, I'll lay it down. No man can take it. I'll lay it down and I'll raise it up again. And God showed him that through the hardest, most cruelest death that mortal could ever die, God run the forerunner, Jesus Christ. And he come down here as a man. He lived, he ate, he drank, he cried, he slept, he rejoiced with us like man. And he laid out there on the cross and died. And was embalmed With a sword pulled the blood from his body. And was wrapped in the cloth and put in the grave and was in the grave for three days and nights. And his soul went to hell. The Bible says so.
1: Amen.
0: Yes, sir. But then he rose again. God would not, wouldn't let his holy one see corruption. Neither his soul stay in hell. And he rose him up on the third day for our justification. Amen. Ascended him up on high. For justification, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified. Everything is a forerunner. Amen. And as God raised him up, he's obligated that everyone who's got part of that life in them. will raise him up in the last day. The forerunner. Tuck him up into heaven with himself, him his right hand. Power and majesty. Far above every moons, the stars, the angels, the archangels. The highest thing that ever was, become the lowest thing there ever was, that he might take that in between and bring to himself. Amen. Reconcile the world to himself. When God, can you think of it? holy and high, highest thing, created man a little lesser than him, man dropped him down to here. The blood of sheep and goats held him this far, as potentially. Until the fullness of time came. Then God came down himself. Not an angel. Amen. Not a cherubim. But God came from heaven. Amen. And went all the way to hell. Oh, the brain man up from hell to heaven with him. Amen. He come humble all sheep. Yeah. He found him. And laid on his shoulder. And climbing the ladder today with him, going towards glory. Thank you, Jesus. If I, I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Who was he? We'll get that next Sunday, the Lord willing. A priest made after the order of Yes. Who was this Jesus? Melchizedek. Amen. Who had no beginning of days or ending of years. He had no father, no mother. He said Mary was his mother, called the whole brother. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. Before Mary was ever, he was. Yes.
1: Amen.
0: Oh, I want to see him. I want to look up on his face. There to stay forever, harvest saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Here's all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. So what you're worried about, Brother Brown? What you preach the hard way you go this? Oh, I can't go home satisfied. I mustn't go by myself. These hands will only be mortal once. These lips will only be mortal once. And you, my brother and sister, will only be mortal once. And while the spirit inside of me through tired, flesh, and weary hours cries to you, it's only for one thing. That's to bring you into this fellowship here. Not to bring you into the church, but to bring you into Christ. That hey. in there you have a hope that's and sure. Hey. It's anchored by oath of God. He's confirmed it and run the poor, runner showing who He was. and raised Him up on the last day, on that day there of the resurrection proves that we who are in Him will come forth in the resurrection. And every man that comes through this veil now, justified in the sight of God, God looks down us, glorify Him already and set Him down in heaven. Hey. Do you see it? I can't go along. There's something in me that won't let me do it. Yes, oh sure, I could return back to the little tabernacle here, spread it out across here, and brother Neville and I get together here. Now I could probably keep my children from starving. Certainly, that's right. I could do that. Perhaps I got enough friends in the world right there if I wanted to just stay, go out and make one good drive across the country. They'd give me a hundred thousand dollars that'd keep me the rest of my days if I they lived to be a hundred years old. It'd probably keep me the hundred so thousand dollars. Oh, just along here and there, and maybe do a little trapping hunting, or something like that, pick some blackberries in the summertime. A few things are that way I could get by. I would not have had to do it. That's true. But oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that don't even move me nowhere. Amen. There's something down in here. Looks at that poor heathen down there. we stubbed hands of leprosy. That poor blind man on the street. That little kid is hungry and his hands stretching out they'll do without dinner they'll do without anything else if you just tell them that somebody loves them it's the Lord Jesus Christ they die like dogs they're buried in trenches like animals and knowing nothing about God 40,000 a day is dying 40,000 a day is dying without God without Christ without hope oh how can God I wish I could just stay get younger and stay that way all the time he got ready to take me I can just preach and preach and preach and cry and beg and try. See, American people, you can tell them anything, they believe it. American people, you get out and you've got to show them the truth where it lays right here. Amen. They get out here and join our church and say, well, I'm just as good as you are. I don't care. Oh, my. When I see that, I want to say, all right, brother. That's all right, but I can't do
1: it. I know unless
0: he's in here, he's lost. Amen. lost. He can't be saved. There's nothing out there to save him. Here's the salvation here through the spray, through the blood, through the ribbon veil He brought us in here and made us sons and daughters of God. That's the only way. the only thing I know. God be merciful. Someday, it's going to be over. I'll preach my last time and close that old Bible for her last time. That's right, one of them. That's right. I'll sing my last song. I'll preach my last sermon. I'll pray for the last sick person. I'll do everything. One time will end it. And I'll never be mortal no more. The wheels of mortal life is turning here in my body, making my hands reach, my eyes, and looking my lips, uh, speak and so forth. Every wheel in there turning will stand still. That's all. But brother, that little something inside here, you're going somewhere else, you go going to climb that fire then. I'm going to have a body waiting for me up there that's not made by hand. But it's fashioned after God. And so at the river, I'll stand, guide my feet, hold my hand. Precious Lord, take my hand lead me on. That's right. When the way's growing drear, precious Lord, linger near. That's what I always stand by me. My mercy isn't a doctor, there's nobody else. Lord, stand by me. And my life is almost gone. My breath is fleeting, My thoughts coming up I see My wife and children standing around the bed wringing their hands. And my friends looking out at said, old brother at them. At the river I'll stand. Guide my feet, hold my hand. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on. My hopes is built right in there. That he who promised and swore by Abraham, if I would accept this, I'd be born again. The natural things of the world would fade away, all theologies of man would fade away. God exactly. believe God, believe God alone and on him I stand. When I come to the end of that road, I will stand right there. And that supernatural power that changed me from a sinner to a Christian. I'll trust him in that day for my all and all. If you haven't yet, my brother or sister, do it today, will you? while we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank thee from the depths of our soul for thy word. Oh, what a consolation we have of knowing that our hopes is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood with righteousness. When all around everywhere else every earthly hope has failed and gone, then we have Jesus. The shells drop off. The earthly things scatter like the night before the sun. But the Lord Jesus remains the same in our lives. If there be one here this morning, Father dear, who doesn't positive, know beyond a shadow of doubt that they pass from death unto life. No good works, no church, no nothing else can save. Just thee and thee alone. That This man, Father, I pray, in my broke up words this morning, I couldn't present it the way that you gave it to me. But in my broke-up way, I pray that men and women in this building this morning has received it, so then they may know that they must be strained through this blood spray and brought into the fellowship of God, joint heirs with Jesus, in the kingdom of God, by one Spirit. Not some man pushed us through, but a Spirit inside the blood cell pulled us, drawn us to himself. And we come through the blood and now into Christ in the fellowship. If they're not in their Father, though they be years of church members, though they have tried hard, Father, take them through this very hour to bring them right into Thee, into Thy fellowship. That when life shall be ended here on earth, eternal life dwells within us. The Lord Jesus Christ, and may we be raised up like He was at the last days. What a disappointment it will be to see church members and people standing there who is, uh, all their life had just wagged about and never known what it really was to be born again. When you said, except the man is born of the water and spirit, he will in no wise enter the kingdom. He just couldn't, Father. For that's the only place there is eternal life. The apostle said, where would we go when you ask them if they won't turn away? They said, thou alone has everlasting life. I pray, God, that every man, woman, boy, or girl in this building this morning may be brought into that fellowship. For I commit all these things to thee in the name of thy son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. What then, what then, when the great book is open, what then, think of it, when the one that's rejecting this message today will be asked to give a reason. What then, what then, what then, when the great book is open, what then, when the one that's rejected this message today will be asked? What Brother, sister, no matter how long you profess Christianity, if you're not inside that blood cell with Christ this morning, don't let the day pass. Come in today. It's yours. You don't have to come to the altar. The only thing you have to do is accept it. Believe it. And God in return, if your faith is direct like Abraham was, then God will give you the Holy Ghost to seal you into His kingdom. And you're sealed until the day of your redemption. The scripture Amen. says, breathe not the Holy Spirit of God whereby by your seal until the day of your redemption. How many say, Brother Branham? for me, I'm praying and trusting God that I'll be in there Let's dear hands. Oh, everyone. Do. I'm trusting God to be in there. God bless you. 100% Oh, won't it be wonderful? Oh, my. This one when the last battle is fought, When the arms are all stacked The smoke of the battle died down The sun's a (laughs) seven. The books are closed And we stand at the judgment (laughs) What then What then When the great Book is open What then Oh, and the one rejecting this message today go to be asked to give a reason. What then? Aren't you glad we received it? God, oh, no, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to know that an endless eternity will I spend with each one of you. This will just be, oh, what a little shadow, this old briar patch we're going through. What the little hill mean, not or nothing. Let's take it. Amen. Let's not be like dumb-driven cattle now. Let's be heroes. Amen. Let's get out and get some of our fellow men that don't know Jesus. Right, look at the bar rooms this morning. They're crowded. Look at every place of amusement. It's crowded. The theaters will be packed out this afternoon with joy, pleasure-seeking crowds. That know not God yet go to church every day. Yep. Let's do something about it. Let's go and tell others. Do you want to be selfish enough to know this thing and keep it in a treasure yourself? Why, well, no, brother. Let's break it and go forth doing something else. The great things that he had, look what he come down and broke his so that we all could come. Oughtn't we, if the Spirit of God in us, ought we to have that same mind in us? Let's hey, go right get I, somebody else saved. Let's talk to him. Is that right? Now, is there any sick in the building who wants to be prayed for before we close? If you raise your hand. All right, here. This brother right here. Somebody else? All right. Here's another back there. My mother. All right. Someone else? All right, brother. Back here. Why would you all come right here now if you would? Right here. While we bring the elders up, if they will, and we're going to have... (coughs) Remember, in this too is salvation for the body, divine healing, Oh, how God loves to heal his children. Yeah, Elder you got that. You just come right here in front of the altar. Thank you, brother. Did you get great position next up there to there be dirty? All the rest of us humbly quietly just for a moment now. This great position now is near, sympathizing Jesus. Now by faith, my brethren, my mother, move right into this blood cell with the Lord Jesus where all those redemptive blessings are yours. You're everyone Christians, I perceive. And then if you're Christians, you have a right, a legal right for everything that Christ died for. It's your possession. You own it. It's yours. Amen. Now, the only thing that you can is to do like Abraham. After he had endured a fight, he obtained the promise. Satanists don't just let you take it easy. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe it. You've got to endure it. God told those... Moses said, that line belongs to you and yet it was all fenced up with Philistines and everything else. He said, it's yours. I give it to you. Now go take it. Divine healing is every one of It belongs to you. Now can you go take it? Go take it this morning. Go on, It's yours. Nothing can harm you. You're in Christ. Our Heavenly Father, as your servants, your elder here standing by my side, Lord, we're going forth to anoint the sick according to thy word I said. Let them call from the elders. Let them anoint them in our prayer. or the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And again it's written, Jesus Christ, the last word that fell from his sacred lips, If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. To confirm what the apostles taught and what Jesus Christ taught, both the same, we go to anoint the sick and lay hands on them, believing that you will heal them. Here stands these three men and my own mother. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit move into their hearts right now as they've been drawn through this blood cell into the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Knowing that these mortal lives will break away someday but that eternal life will live forever. There's another body waiting for them as soon as this one's finished. But God, they want to testify they're mortal. They'll never be mortal again after this life is finished. Only this one time and that settles it forever. They'll be immortal from then on. But while they're mortal and have a chance to call to the mortal beings of their own, God heal their bodies so they can go out and tell the word and tell the people of it. Grant it, Lord upon these bases I bring this petition to you as your servant our priest or minister I bring them to you that they might live and be well for your glory Amen. and I bring it to the blood of the Lord Jesus Thank you. and we go forward now to do what you said do and we challenge by doing this every unbelieving spirit Amen. And cast it away from them that the works of Jesus Christ might be done in their body. Father, we anoint our brother here with this oil in the name of us, come the Lord Jesus, and challenge him that you depart from him and may his sickness of the body leave and may he be healthy and happy to serve you through Jesus Christ together. Yes. As our brother places this anointing oil on the head of my mother, Almighty God, the creator of heavens and earth, the author of everlasting life, and giver of ever good gifts, who raised up your Son, Christ Jesus, born of a woman, made passion like sinful questions there, to take the sting out of death and to bury his own body in the sickness of our body. We accept that, and we do this morning in it for my mother, and believe that now that you will heal her, as we obey your word as your Son, we ask that this, Spirit of sickness leave my mother and she be free through Jesus Christ the Son of God. Amen. Amen.